podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with his good friend Wade for yet another hour of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And yes, that was sort of redundant, but how are you doing today, Mr. Wade? I'm doing good. I've got the next two days off work, as I normally do, so <gasps> you sound surprised as you always do. I know. I can't keep track of things. I'm old. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the reminder. That's nice. That's good to know. If only it was something that tracked your age annually, so that way you would know if you're old when you're old. I mean, old is a state of mind, I firmly believe. There are people that I know who are 17 years old, and they are old. They are old people, and people that are 78 and not old. I know it doesn't make any sense, but it's the truth. Who do you know that's 17 and old? Actually, my little brother okay. is 15, and he is an old soul. He is just serious all the time. His Oh, here's the best example. His favorite type of cracker mm. is saltines. Okay. I don't know what a saltine is. Oh, um, it's a very plain cracker with like some salt on it. It literally has no flavor except for the salt. Oh, okay. You put it in. You put it in soups. It exists for that, and maybe like to put peanut butter on if you're feeling like a peanut butter cracker. Okay. It uh, has no flavor in and of itself. It's an old person thing. That's his favorite cracker. That's not necessarily his favorite thing to eat. I mean, he requests that my mom buy them for him every time she goes to the store. I guess if he was an old soul, he'd be buying his own crack. Well, it doesn't, I mean, he can't get to the store on his own. Why not? He's 15. We don't have public transportation. You don't? Pfft, sort of. Like, the closest bus stop to the house he lives in is probably two and a half miles away. So, walk it. Uh, get a bike. Yeah, Americans are lazy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> anyway, the point is, I know people who are old at what we would consider normally a young age, and people who are very young at what we would normally consider by society, an old age. It is truth. Okay. So anyway, you have your day off. Guess what? I thought I had the day off because it's Martin Luther King Day, which is a national holiday and what's called a bank holiday, which generally means that people aren't working. Okay. So this morning, I woke up at a good time and my wife had planned for us to go see a movie as a family because the kids are out of school and she doesn't have her graduate program that she's attending right now because everyone's off because it's a national holiday. So we go to the movie theater and we go to see Wonder, which... I'm not sure if you've heard of, but it's a 2017 film. So it is fairly new. And I'm sitting there waiting for the movie to start. It's probably about 10 o'clock. And I get a text from my coworkers and he goes, hey, uh, you coming in today? And I go, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out, no, my company did not give us today as a day off of work. And so I just kind of accidentally took an unscheduled day off. and didn't tell anybody. But you went in after the movie, right? I did. I went in after the movie. Took a half day. I mean, I have enough available time off oh, that yeah. I can just be like, whatever, it's fine. Well, why don't you take the whole day then? Uh, I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> and there was some stuff I needed to do. Like, we are on something of a deadline. It's not a crazy, crazy schedule deadline where I felt bad for missing any of the day. But right. I needed to be there because we were working towards something. And if I'm not there, then nothing gets done. And there are people waiting on me. so Because you're like, needed. important in the company, right? Well, it's just... The testing process needs to be done before the next version of the product is released kind of a thing, right? Right. You need to test it before you put it out. I get it. Yeah. And so if it's not tested, then everybody's kind of twiddling their thumbs until it is. And yeah. I have the same methodology when it comes to the cheese and bacon rolls at work. You need to test them before you put them on the shelf. Yes. By eating several of them to make sure they're not contaminated. I, I wouldn't eat several of them. We only make like 20. Oh. So two. One. One, right. 
Do you really? The whole thing? I guess you can't just eat part of it and put it back or anything. Yeah, of course. And they're small. They're like the size of your hand. Yeah. They're not huge. Yeah. Right. So it's not like you're gorging yourself on whatever the, these things are. You don't know what a cheese and bacon roll is? I mean, from context, but I don't think I've ever seen one in real life. Picture a bread roll with diced yes. up mm-hmm. bacon and then cheese melted on top. Sounds pretty good. It's delicious. So it's one of the parts of your job that you endure because it is your responsibility. Yeah, I really struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every day you have to psych yourself out when you wake up in the morning. All right, Wade. <laughs> Gotta eat some cheesy bacon rolls. You can do this, I believe. <laughs> oh, sometimes I don't go for the cheesy bacon rolls. Sometimes I go for donuts. Wait, what? You can choose? I mean, I'm not supposed to be eating the food. Of course, I can choose what I eat. Oh, all right. Does your boss listen to your podcast? Nobody at work knows I do a podcast. Oh, good. That's a good job keeping that hidden. Anyway, so I accidentally played hooky from work today for the first half of the day, which I'm not sure is, is a term that you have there. Uh, hooky? No, but we understand what it means. Okay. I think it originated back in, oh, I want to say colonial times. For America, anyway. We probably stole it from the British, though. We brought it, probably brought it over. So, I don't know. It's one of the few you things you didn't dump at the tea party. Yes. We said, you know what we love about British culture is the word hooky. It's just real fun to say. <laughs> and we kept it. Actually, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Hooky. <laughs> okay. Already at the Googling pot. Yep. It's a North American term for committing truancy. There you go. North American. We didn't steal it after all. I feel better now. Oh my God. You guys did invent something. We did, including American football, which we'll talk about in the NFL minute, but not right now. Spoilers. Mm. So anyway, I saw the movie Wonder today. How is it? How was it? It was good. It was good. It's kind of, I don't know, kind of your typical family-friendly, kind of cheesy family drama where it's a family and they love each other, but things are hard sometimes and there's conflict, but then everything gets better. And you know what I'm talking about. There's a conflict in the middle, but there's no doubt that everything's going to be fine by minute 137, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, that feels like a long movie, but you get what I'm talking about. I mean, that feels like almost every movie, really. How many movies uh, do you go into and be like, I feel like people are in actual danger here? I mean, I guess Game of Thrones, if that counts as a movie. I mean, I'll, I'll count it. But it's rare. Yes, you're correct. Uh, I do understand what you mean by like family-friendly movies, where it's like, it feels like there's... An extra level of armor on everything because it's got to work out for the kids and stuff. Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to go see a movie wherein the kid is just horribly traumatized for life and nothing's okay at the end of the film. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't get a, like approved by the Hollywoods. No, probably not. Probably not. Anyway, so the basic story, I can do this real quick, is there's this kid born with a particular syndrome called Treacher-Collins syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's when two parents have specific genes and they happen to match up in this kid and it causes like major problems with breathing and living and facial deformities and problems like that. And so there's this kid and he's been homeschooled to this point and his family loves him a lot, but then he has to go to school and it's hard and people are afraid of him, but then he makes friends, but then his friends betray him, but then everything's okay. It's like one of those things, you know? Right. So it was good. It had Julia Roberts, who I haven't seen in movies in a long time. seems like she took... A bit of a break, but she was really good. Owen Wilson's in it, doing his Owen Wilson thing. Ugh, I don't like Owen Wilson. He has a face yeah. that just looks very punchable. Yeah, and his attitude's very punchable too, right? He's always kind of smarmy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I kind of feel like it was a book. Oh, it is. It's based on a 2012 novel. So, it is a book. Because there's, like, it's in different chapters. The first part of the movie is all focused on the kid. 
And then the second part of the movie is focused on his sister. And like it has a title, right? It's like, no, this part of the movie is about this character for mm. the next 20 minutes. It was an interesting, it was just interesting way that it was kind of broken up into sections like that. But it was fine. Kind of the kids kind of learned some lessons about being nice to people, even if they're different from you. And I think that was the idea. Fair enough. I see why you feel like you haven't seen Julia Roberts in a while. Last year, she did two movies. Hmm. Wonder and Smurfs. How about before? Well, that's voice acting. I mean, she still did the movie and it explains why you didn't see her. True. How about before that? Uh, have that? Two in 2016, hmm. and then one in 2015, and then one in 2013, then one in 2012, then three in 2011. I can keep going if you like, all the way back to 1987 if you'd really want. Uh, no, I'm just completely wrong. Good to know. She's been doing stuff. I just haven't been aware of it. My ignorance has betrayed me. I mean, she's been doing stuff, but it's not like she's got a jam-packed schedule. Movies no. are like a, what, like a three-week shoot or something? Long day. It depends. But, yeah. Well, it depends. Like, Lord of the Rings was a three-year commitment for those guys. Yes. Um, but something like this, for sure, is maybe a month, maybe six weeks at the most. For, mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So she could have. She could have been working more. Like, Idris Elba has been in so many things in the <laughs> last couple of years. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. He's in the new Pacific Rim movie, too. Oh, I'm so excited for Pacific Rim, too. It's going to be Pacific Rimmy. Somebody at work actually asked today, how do you think it's going to be? And I said, I feel like it'll be exactly the same as Pacific Rim 1. <laughs> it will be amazing visuals of robots fighting giant monsters. The plot will be incredibly thin and I won't care about the characters. <laughs> and it will be great because of all of that combined. Yes, right? Yeah. All right, I'll see it. I, Man, I still love the bad Aussie accent. <laughs> Oi, mate, Riley, whatever your name is. <laughs> I'm not even that familiar with what makes a good Australian accent. And even I was like, what is happening (laughs) right now? (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. So we're looking for more bad accents. Hopefully Australian, because those are the best. Yeah. Well, that guy survived, didn't he? I don't remember any details about this film. (laughs) All I I remember is the guy from Sons of Anarchy and the Asian woman survived. That's all I remember. That's it? I felt like more people lived. I mean, all the humans on Earth lived. (laughs) Well, yeah, but just characters that had names, right? The two scientist dudes. Okay, good. Good good job, science. Yep, science. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no, huh? Hmm. A lot more grim than I remember it being. But again, I wasn't really paying attention to the plot. It's hard to pay attention when they're like, everything in that movie kind of like, they try and work, on, work in a way to contradict itself. It's like, the the Yeagers have to be piloted by one half of the uh, hemisphere of a brain of one of like of each of two people. So you need two people to pilot, except for this one Chinese uh, Jaeger that has three pilots for some reason. Which we don't bother to explain, but it's great. They're good at fighting. That's all you need to know. No, no, they needed to explain that because all he had was an arm. <laughs> the rest of them got like the other two guys had the entire body. He got a third arm, and they all died in like a second. They did nothing. That, okay, that's true. I feel like they I remember could have showcased him a little better. They looked awesome, but yeah, you're right. I remember now. They died instantly. Yeah. Hmm. But regardless, I'll see it. I need to actually see this one in the movie theater, because I got this, the first one on DVD, mm. and it was a fine experience, but I feel like this is one of those movies where you really need to watch it in the theater. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Okay. 
Good. We're agreed then. I, I watched uh, Toy Story 1 the other day. And do you know who wrote the screenplay for Toy Story 1? Uh, the screenplay? I mean, no, I do not. Joss Whedon. Joss did? Yeah. I was going to say Joss Whedon and then I didn't. And my hesitancy ruined that. I would have been so smart. Huh. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Pixar is his baby-ish. Anyway, did you have any thoughts about it, or you just wanted to say that Joss Whedon wrote it? No, I just wanted to say Joss Whedon wrote it, because like, that was way before I would have heard of him. Yeah, for sure. So I guess this, this is interesting, because yesterday I was watching some speedruns on YouTube, and apparently there's a Toy Story 1 speedrun that I watched, and it looks like the most nightmarish speedrun of all time. It's a 1995 video game, right? So it's wow. not going to be great. It's and it's based on a movie. There are no video games that have fantastic, uh, that are movie ports that are that good. Yeah, right? no, no video game based on a movie is any good. They're pr- right. pretty much universally bad. They're hacked out to take advantage of the popularity of the film, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it just looked like the hitboxes were kind of messed up, and there's these weird fighting sequences that take really precise jumps, or you die really easily, and. It just seemed horrible. And the speedrunner died a few times. Like, you don't usually see that on speedruns, right? No. Like, this dude's played this 800 million times. He has every pixel memorized. He knows when to jump. He knows what to do. He's not even going to come close to dying. But holy crap, this guy died probably three or four times (laughs) in a 10-minute speedrun. It's not even that long of a speedrun, really. I mean, what is it? Okay, I guess it's 35 minutes. Is it the whole game? It is, yeah, from start to finish. Okay, thirty-five. And then it, ha- and then I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to put this in the show notes, but it has the greatest ending, like reward for beating the game of a video game of all time. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So you should watch it, and if you want to skip to the end and see that, that's fine too. I will do that now. Excellent. Wait a second. Skip, skip, skip. Oh, there it is. Uh, thirty-four twenty-three. That was close. I was at 34. Oh, good. <laughs> well done. You've completed Toy Story. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for playing. <laughs> yes. Isn't that amazing? No. It's like this. I know. That's why it's stupid. It's so lazy. The programmers are like, well, I could do me like a cutscene or something. No. You know what? Choose a font, <laughs> toss it up at the end, thank them for playing, and we'll call it good. This was like a Genesis game. They probably didn't have a lot of space left. No, you're right. It's Super Nintendo. There's a Genesis version too, but they played the SNES version. You think it was a question of space on the cartridge? I mean, it wouldn't. It's entirely possible it was just laziness. It is a movie franchise game. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Probably. I mean, you're right. That that was a concern, especially back in the cartridge days. But man, I just feel like if they'd wanted to, they could have done something else. And part of it, too, is it is such an unforgiving, difficult game. And these guys talk about the fact that they remember playing this when they were younger and just getting stuck on the third level and never being able to even get past that, let alone get close to the end and beat it in any sense. So, I mean, especially for something that is so unforgiving for kids, it's almost NES hard. And then for the reward to beat the whole thing is like, hey, way to go, kid. Here's a nickel. Don't spend it all in one place, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so. Boo. Boo to the developers, whoever they are. Um, Developers. Traveler's Tales and Teatex Design Studios. Yeah, never heard of any of those guys. I'm sure they want to do great stuff. (laughs) Would you be willing (laughs) to put money on that? Nope. No? Are you sure? 
I mean, I was being sarcastic, cool. so obviously not. Wow, you would have lost money, dude. Tirtex uh -oh. went on to make the Lego games, and they're always fun. Like, to this day? They, they put out Marvel Lego Superheroes 2 in 2017. Holy crap, I was way off base. Yeah. They make, those, are, those are really good games, they're fun. Huh, huh, how did we get on to... Oh, because you just watched Toy Story and Joss Whedon wrote the script. Yep. And I saw Joss Whedon because I was looking at Idris Elba's Wikipedia page and he was in Avengers. Ah, uh, yes. It all comes back together. Well, is he in Avengers? He's Heimdall. He's Heimdall. Is he in Avengers or just the Thor movies? Age of Ultron. He's in that one. Because uh, oh, Thor has that like vision where he's in the pool. Oh, that stupid part of the movie I completely forgot happened. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I need clarity. Hey, human th theoretical physicist. Sure, I need to have. Pull. Yeah. I'm going to take off my shirt and go in this water and you help me find clarity through a vision of some kind. And the guy's like, I got it. This is what I do. Take me to an Icelandic <laughs> hot spring, would you? <laughs> yes, please do that. And everything I see will make perfect sense and will pay off later for sure. I don't know. Thor's as game breaky as Hulk is. It's just. Mm, nigh invincible god versus truly invincible hulk versus robots mm, really no suspense there yeah i suppose but i mean he's invincible but he's not well he's at the he's okay <laughs> this is good <laughs> he's at the virtually in, invincible to the point where it, it doesn't make a lot of a difference but he can't be everywhere at once so there is still the threat that he could like lose and like lots of people could die that's why the infinite power isn't a huge problem with thor he is very fast though right only as fast as his hammer yeah which is real fast i mean we've seen him go whoop, 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 and zoom around it's very zoomy right but he's not like reversing the earth like superman no but okay he hasn't done that because a it's stupid <laughs> yes <laughs> it's bad writing I don't know. I think he's probably as fast as Superman, no, right? No, no. He doesn't... Ha okay, look. He's got Superman powers for the most part, except he doesn't have a glaring weakness. Mm, I mean, he doesn't put have... Put him up against Superman. Who wins? I Superman. think Thor does. No, Superman wins. What? <laughs> Why? Thor couldn't pierce his skin, for one. He doesn't have kryptonite. I mean, what if he's in Superman's universe, he could get it. From where? It seems... Fairly common. I don't know. Freaking Lex Luthor finds it on the street every other day. You think Thor's going to take that? That is a good point. Like <laughs> like drug dealers are selling it on corners. High end and golf and snorting it. Yeah. Hey, man. Want some kryptonite? <laughs> what you selling? Yeah. Dust or rocks? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right. I mean, I don't know. That's a dumb, stupid argument. Who would be who from fictional characters that actually exist? I mean, that, that can be fun. You just gotta. It could be. You just gotta find the right two things. I don't think Superman and Thor is the right things to argue because no. Superman's just dumb. Superman is written stupid because he has to. Because if he was smart, he would be literally unstoppable. Well, I no, I don't mean he's dumb as though he's mentally capacitated. But I, he is though. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's not unintelligent. Uh, he has to be. No, because in order for him to be threatened by anything, he has to be stupid. But he's not threatened by anything. That's the point. He is. 
he randomly stumbles into situations where he's in proximity to kryptonite all the stupid time. Right, because he doesn't... He, imagine all the times you've stumbled into a room and there's been, you know, a candle in there that you didn't know about, right? Yeah, That's but probably, you know what I don't have that he has? X-ray vision. That's an invasion of people's super- privacy, though. If he's just like, <laughs> I'm going to see into every room before I go into it. It doesn't matter. They can't hurt you unless they have this one rock. Chances are uh, they don't have the rock. He could just walk in. The one thing that can kill him is kryptonite. If he doesn't check every room he walks into for kryptonite, he is stupid. He is... Here's the thing. He can have kryptonite near him and then just walk away. He gets super weak. He doesn't... Like, if he walks into the room and he's like, Whoa, I feel a little nauseous. Have you watched the movies? Uh, he like staggers. Ugh, krypton- no, kryptonite. I can hardly stand. That's what happens. I've seen some of the Zack Snyder stuff. He doesn't. Oh. I mean, he was like running, flying with a kryptonite spear. I think that's. I think he's fine. The Zack Snyder stuff is garbage. Oh, we're yeah, talking no Christopher doubt. Reeve Superman. I've never seen that. Oh, the pacing is really bad and it's slow, but it's classic. Okay. But the point is that Superman, right? Who I will say is the true Superman, okay? Because he's better than anything Snack Snyder has ever directed. Probably true. Like he is within proximity to Kryptonite, and he staggers to one knee, and he's like, "Oh no, Kryptonite!" How far is proximity? I don't know, like ten feet. Okay, if what if he's at eleven feet, does he just feel woozy, or is it like no effect? Because I feel he's like woozy. If, if okay, well, if you're woozy at eleven feet. Make sure you fall backwards. Then you just, just slightly further away, you get better, you leave. And then you use heat vision from a mile away and kill everything. See, but you could have done that if you just used your x-ray vision first. What if there's like, he it's lined do. in lead? How is he? And then when hey, he comes into the room, he, they take it out of the box. There's an incredibly suspicious lead-lined box in this room. Perhaps I should be extra careful going in there. He doesn't do that either. Okay. He can detect he can detect lead line boxes by saying I can't see what's inside that box, and he doesn't do it. Okay. Well, what if that's Superman's downfall is hubris? He's so powerful he doesn't think he needs to check. Okay, then he's stupid. That's all I'm saying. No, the, having a like hubris oh, is weak. hubris <laughs> is a stupidity and ignorance of your own limitations. I concede that point. Okay, good. But I don't think it makes him unintelligent. Hmm. I mean, he can pass the friggin' standardized tests in school. He's not a moron, but he's dumb. He has the ability to never be in any remotely threatening situation, and he chooses not to use his abilities in order to avoid them on a daily basis. Maybe he's bored. Maybe he's <laughs> like, I'm unstoppable and unkillable. I really need a spark in my life. Hmm, kryptonite's in that room. Let me head over there and see how this goes. <laughs> it turns out he does check every room, and he intend- he's a thrill seeker. He's like, this is the <laughs> one thing to get the adrenaline going. This is good headcanon. I like this. I'll go with you on this one. Problem solved. Moving on. Moving on to other things. Uh, crap, I'm spacing <laughs> out. What else are we going to talk about? Uh, I don't know. You normally write all this stuff down. I do. I didn't today. How did Mrs. Paladin's opera thingy in seattle go you said she was back oh yes yeah so she did go to seattle for a couple of days for an uh summer theater pro or opera program that she auditioned for 
And she hasn't heard back yet, but she's not expecting to for a while. Um, but it went well. She said she's still kind of getting over the flu that we all had over the Christmas holiday. Mm. And uh, still had a bit of a cough. Her voice wasn't at 100%. But, but she felt she did as well as could be expected under the circumstances. And that's really all you can ask. So mm-hmm. we'll find out. She was really happy to be back in Seattle, too, because she grew up there. She was born there, and she lived there until she was about 14 years old. Okay. And uh, so she's always kind of missed it and hadn't been back since. And it was just nice to go back and see the Space Needle and kind of hang around downtown Seattle and do some stuff. Oh, can we tell a story about how one of my sons is a giant wuss? Uh, yeah, go for it. Excellent. All right. So my seven-year-old, he's the middle child. And I love him. He is very sweet. He's smart. He does well in school. He's kind to everybody. He's a friend to everybody that he comes across. But he is the... <laughs> biggest weakling that I know. And I understand that he's seven. So before you go nuts on me, he's seven. I get it. You're about to pick on a seven-year-old. Full disclaimer. Yeah. About to pick on a seven-year-old. So it's Saturday. He's playing in the backyard with the friends because it's kind of nice outside for January. Sun's out. It's not freezing. You know, we'll take what we can get. So they're playing outside. And then my daughter comes into the house, running into the house saying, Caleb got hurt. You need to come help him. And I'm like, all right. Maybe they, I don't know, fell out of, there's a little playhouse back there that he fell out of, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just, there are many options. Of how you can get hurt in the backyard because kids are klutzy. Mm-hmm. So I go back there and he's lying on the ground in the fetal position, oh. sobbing and like tears running onto the ground. And I, oh no, did he sprain an ankle? Did he break an arm? Is that something seriously wrong here? So I go, I run over and I kneel down next to him. And I go, Caleb, what's going on? What happened? And through his tears, he sobs and goes, I was, I was running and I tripped and I fell and I hurt my knee. And I was like, all right, well, let's, let's take a look. And I look and he has a scrape. Uh-huh. Like it's clear. He made contact with the cement. Is it bleeding at all? No. Is there anything else wrong? No. He got a scrape on one of his knees so as kindly as I can manage, I say, hey, all right, all right, Caleb. Yeah, I can, I can see you got hurt and you're not bleeding or anything. So do you think you can walk and go inside and clean it up? I can't walk. So I carry him uh-huh. into the house, moaning the whole way. Like me jostling him is causing extra pain. And I'm just like, so he recuperated on the couch and after five minutes, he was fine, and he was outside running again. <sighs> and I just, I, how did we get to this point, Wade, is the question I was asking. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That Go for it. You apparently didn't pick up when you were seven. Mm. That's what seven-year-olds cry about. <laughs> nope, yeah. not allowed. His older brother didn't do that when he was seven. Right, that's because the older brother, right, he's the eldest of your kids. He was probably mm-hmm. babied more because it was your first one. Heck no. What, you just let him run around with scissors? Pretty much. We ha- we are free-range parents. Wait, I'm not sure if you're aware of this movement. But we have a trampoline in our backyard. There's not a net around it. Uh, I'm aware of the trampoline. We, I'm aware of the trampoline. We let, them, we let them ride scooters without helmets. Okay, well, that's just bad parenting. <laughs> now you're just asking for permanent brain damage. Right. So what I'm saying is we're permanent brain damage is on the table here, and we're worried about a leg scrape. This is not okay. 
Right, but he doesn't understand that you'll let him do things that are far more serious. Like, he, he, the risk of danger of riding your scooter and running around in the backyard is the exact same, right? And bonking yourself on the head is just as painful as scraping your knee. Maybe. Give him a pocket knife for his birthday. And that'll hard him up. By the time he's nine or whatever, he'll be fine. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I will do that, Wade. It seems like solid parenting advice. Complaining he's a wuss at seven because he scraped yeah. his knee. If I yep. was seven and I scraped my knee, I'd probably cry. I mean, okay, there's crying and there's the I am incapable of moving. I'm going to lie on the ground and die because that's all I can do. There are different things. It's a different level. Yes, they're a different okay. level. And maybe he overacted. When was the last time he like hurt himself like this, though? Oh, my gosh, like last Monday? <laughs> So this happens a lot, and he has the same reaction every time? It does, but this is a particularly egregious example, I'd say. So it's normally the reaction is more equivalent to the threat. Sure. Closer, anyway. Yeah, he still just seems like a normal seven-year-old to me. Okay, well, I appreciate your input and your opinion on this matter, and I will feel better about it. Well... (sighs) I don't know. I mean, it's that's actually something that I can do with my daughter that is a little bit more successful. Where if she gets hurt, I can be like, all right, Caitlin, you're fine. Come on, let's go. And she'll do a couple sniffles and she'll get up and she'll move on with her life. But in the past, it has not been super successful with the boy, with the seven-year-old. Uh, I mean, he'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I will. It's just progress. It's work. Parenting is hard work. Yeah, I guess it's just impatience is what it is. Well, and part of it too, I mean, I kind of feel like his natural sensitivity to other people is kind of what makes him a good friend and why people get along with him. And maybe that is just comes hand in hand with being more sensitive to physical pain as well. Yeah. That might be part of it. Yeah, I'm, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, with my professional psychological degree that I picked up last weekend online. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all good. psychological degrees, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yep. Well, like sometimes you go to a hotel for a weekend and sit in on a seminar or two, but that's about it. Right. That's, that's just about to keep up with intense. the new medical journals and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's a seminar once a decade. I sure hope no psychologists are listening right now. I actually have a friend who majored in psychology and I th- huh. she's like, I want to say a year away from finishing her course and she's switching majors to speech therapy because oh. she got a, like a part-time, well, not a part-time job. But she started working with children and like for speech therapy, well, mm-hmm. as her job to as like a course credit or something. I don't know how it works. I didn't go to university, and she's like, "Yeah, I just want to do this now." Changing horses midstream. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she likes it, so can't complain. Yeah, I mean that's the goal: find what you like and do it. I mean, I initially went to university to get a degree in computer science, and then. It turned out I had approximately zero natural aptitude for it. And I said, mm, mm, I'm going to go into communications instead. So what, what does communications involve then? Uh, most, well, what I focused on was the writing aspect of communication. So print journalism, magazines, newspapers, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, dying media. Right, right. You decided right. to study dinosaurs as the comet came, right? I did. I did. I mean, there's other part of it that's broadcast, TV, radio, stuff like that. Also, I mean, less dying medium, but so I did that. 
and then worked in the industry for a while and said, holy crap, this is dying faster than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) And got back into the tech world as fast as I could. (laughs) Yeah, that's my professional work history, basically, in a nutshell. I've had two jobs my entire life. Well, I mean, okay, three if you want to count, like, I made an arrangement with my dad that I'd take out the bins every week as a job. Uh, no, we don't call, we don't count that. Well, here's the thing. It was different from chores because at my house, the chores, everyone had the same thing. Like, oh, wash the dishes, it's your turn. This was different because I was getting paid for it. That's why I counted as a job. You got paid for taking the bins out to the road? Yeah. That's like 30 seconds of work. Did he pay you like a quarter? Paid me 50 cents. Oh, all right. 50 cents a week. Seems reasonable. Yeah. All right. I'm on board then. That's adorable. (laughs) <laughs> my second job and my first actual job was i worked at a like corner store kind of like convenience shop uh, yeah. in because we lived in like the suburbs uh there was a row of shops like just up the road next to a service station or a gas station if you will petrol station mm-hmm. yep so there was a row of shops and there'd be like the takeaway fish and chips a chemist and this convenience store which was also a bottle shop what the heck is a bottle shop it's an alcohol store. You call them bottle shops? A bottler, yeah. A bottler? Bottler. Bottle-o. bottle That is so whimsical. All right. <laughs> to be, it's one of those things where it's the brand has just become genreified, right? So bottle oh, is so. a particular brand. I did not work oh. at a bottle but it was a bottle You know what I mean? What? <laughs> no. You just said I did not work at a bottle but it was a bottle <laughs> Not all hot tubs are jacuzzis, but all jacuzzis are hot tubs. Do you get what I mean? Yes, I not, do. Not all bottle shops are bottlers. Okay, got it. Which you would refer to as a bottler. All right, fine. I'll wrap my head around that. I was uh, 15. That seems young. Continue. Mm-hmm. It is young. The way they got around it was because it was also a convenience store. They basically just said, I just do the grocery kind of sides and stuff. I spent a lot of time yeah. moving like crates of beer around and stuff and restocking spirits and things like that. I worked there for about six months and then the fish and chip shop two shops down committed insurance fraud and burnt their place down and that kind of spread. So I did not have a job. It's, oh, it spread to the bottle Yeah. Ha! So your place of employment burned to the ground. Can't say I've ever had that happen to me. I don't think it, like, completely burnt to the ground. I think it just got a lot of smoke damage. Like, I think, because there was a shop in between us. Like, I think the chemist was between us. This was a while ago. So the chemist caught fire as well. And yes, just, because, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> right? I mean, the meth lab in the back probably didn't help. No. And then it was just all smoke damage. They're so, like, well, we're going to condemn the building or rebuild or something. Yeah. And when it rebuilt, they weren't like, wait, you're the best employee you've ever had. We want you back. Uh, no, I was a different owner when I rebuilt, and I had mm. moved away. Got it. So it was impossible. The, my boss did think I was the best employee ever. Oh, why do you think that? Because she would force me to take breaks and be like, here's $5 from the counter, go down to the fish and chip shop and buy yourself lunch. I'm like, what? She was like, well, you seem to be working hard. You need to take a break. Wow. Because I would take the bus home and then walk from home, which was like a short distance to the shop. And then she'd be like, did you eat anything after school? I'm like, no, I just came here. You need me to work. I'm here to work after school. Right. Obviously. And I was working five days a week. That's real nice that your boss was looking out for you, though. Yeah. 
I can't say I've ever had a boss ask me if I was getting enough to eat, I suppose. But then, then again, I wasn't 15, so maybe that was part of it. Maybe. So my work history, a little bit more convoluted, mm-hmm. for sure. I guess my first job was technically mowing the lawn. Okay. So kind of like taking the bins out to the corner. We had chores that we respected to do as part of the family, but mowing the lawn was considered not part of that. So okay. mowed the lawn, front yard, backyard, got paid, I think, eight bucks a week for it. Oof. Yeah, not bad. I mean, pretty big yard, suburban. In the 40s, that was a lot of money. Oh, man. Are you kidding? That was enough to, like, buy a baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) Professional baseball team. (laughs) Did you, like, end up going in with, like, some of the other kids in your neighborhood and get the Yankees? (laughs) We bought the Yankees. (laughs) Yep. Good investment. Sold it when the time came. So there was that. And then I got a job as a paper boy. So I started mowing the lawn when I was probably about eight. And then I got a job as a paper boy when I was 12 years old. And that was a pretty big deal. It was to our entire subdivision, mm. and which was probably, oh, I want to say, 150 homes okay. that I delivered to. So that was intense. That did not pay super well, but it was like the only job you can get when you're 12 legally right. in America, I feel like. So there was that. And then when I was 14, I got a job as a janitor at the local elementary school that I had attended when I was younger. Okay. So that was that. And that was, okay, so that was a job where I had a boss. His name was Doug. Mm-hmm. And I never saw him because he kind of handled the stuff at the school during the day. Uh-huh. And then when the kids showed up, the teenagers showed up to do the cleaning, he was out of there. <laughs> he had no interest in being involved in that aspect of the job. So uh, he was gone. But he never once asked me, hey, did you get anything to eat before you came into work today? I mean, how old mm. were you at this time? I was 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. Well... I suppose. Like, if he just was like, I don't want to have to do anything with the kids, right? Yep. That's what it was. I, I guess. This was like, I my, my boss was like, well, I have to be in the store. So there has to be someone of age to serve alcohol to customers who, right. are, who are buying their long necks of VB at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. There was a legal requirement for that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. So some differences, but... Hmm. How much did the janitor job pay? Uh, ooh, I started out at $4.90 an hour. That was a minimum wage at the time. Wow. I got a raise because the national minimum wage was raised to five fifteen an hour. Live in Lodge? Af- after about a year. That was massive. And then I got, I was a good worker. I got promoted to head junior janitor. <laughs> so then I got paid seven something an hour. That was amazing. What did you do with all that money? Uh... I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I did with all that money. I bought a lot of Pringles when I was younger. (laughs) So I could see that. If I had to guess, it was mostly Pringles. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got a job working a roofing supply delivery, which was the most physically demanding job I've ever had. Uh So basically, you'd you'd go to the place where all the shingles were. You'd load up a truck, drive to the place, unload it onto a conveyor belt. That went up to the roof. And so either you loaded onto the belt or off the belt, um, just stacks and stacks of heavy shingles. And they're not that heavy mm. if you just went to lift one. But doing it for 10 hours a day was, whew, that would suck. it was intense. It sucked. And it was basically my motivation to get a college degree. I said, if I have to do this the rest of my life, like this guy that I'm working with, who's been doing this every day for the last 30 years, I don't think I can do it. So I'm too weak, I said. That's fair. Us nodes are very weak physically, my generally. S- my, s- my skin is too delicate for this. <laughs> I I did a like a half stay 
with my mate. He was a like a landscaper, and he was in, working in some people's backyard, like paving their back. Like they had a small backyard, so they're having it paved. And his boss wasn't going to be there, and he was like, "Look, I talked to my boss. If you want to come around and do like half a day's work after you finished your job, he'll pay you some money for it." I'm like, "Okay," and I was like, "I, I, I'm doing half a day. I couldn't do this for eight hours straight." I was like picking up heavy pavers and yeah. flattening sand, and I was like, "Nope, nope, I'm out, PCO." <laughs> yeah, not easy stuff. And the crazy thing was, I kept thinking to myself, "All right, this is going to get easier, right?" Mm. Obviously, the first day is going to be hard, and the first week is going to be hell. But by you know the fourth, fifth week, sixth week, start getting some muscle, start getting used to it. No, nope, no muscle built. My, la- I mean, sure, I probably built some muscle, but my last day, I feel like was not appreciably easier than my first day. It was like it was rough. It was rough. So there was that. Man, actually, my work history is super long. I have a lot of jobs. Perhaps we'll not get into all of it. But bottom line is, eventually, I got into tech support. And then dallied about in the communications world and then got back into tech. And now I do software QA. Fair enough. Yes. Incredible story. Yeah. So incredible. <laughs> Tail for ages. Mm-hmm. Well, is it NFL minute time? I suppose. Yes. It's your favorite part of the podcast. I know. I mean, it's not my least favorite part of the podcast. Oh, I will ask about that later. I don't. I don't, I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's count this down three two one and a half one go holy schenectadies this might have been the best weekend of football i've ever seen in my entire life the games were amazing jaguar steelers 45 42 final score the jaguar scored 45 points you guys with blake portals as their quarterback somehow they put up a 40 spot on the Steelers, who somehow scored 42 themselves and could not win. Incredible, incredible ending to that game. Great kicks. I always say never trust a kicker, but the kickers yesterday were nails. They absolutely were drilling 50-yard-plus field goals like it was nothing. No question about it. We also had Saints-Vikings, which might be the best single game I've watched live in my entire life. To boil it down for you, the Vikings are down by just a couple points with 10 seconds left. No timeouts. On their own 30-yard line. Their quarterback is Case Keenum, who is not a gunner. He doesn't have a strong arm. But somehow he completes a 60-yard touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs as time expires. It is the only game-winning touchdown in the playoffs of the last 10 years. And then the Eagles. Remember how I told you to follow the Eagles all season and then they lost their quarterback and I said, just kidding about the Eagles. They won, you guys. They beat the Falcons to make it to the final four in the NFL playoffs. Also, the Patriots stomped the Titans. It didn't look good early for the Patriots, but then eventually they won at 35 to 14. No surprise. Stop, man. Right on top. What a weekend, Wade. I just, you want to watch these games now, right? You want to find a way to watch American football and just go back and relive the incredible experience. No. No, no, I didn't think you would. No, not really. If you find a like a highlights reel, I might watch that for you and be like it looks interesting. I'll I will pretend to be interested for you. You will humor me is yes. what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Uh nah, I don't need that. <laughs> mm. But yeah, seriously, great stuff. Great stuff. You know what I was also gonna bring up real quick. Sorry, did you have a related something about the NFL? 
Oh, actually, yes, I did have one thing. Your Ooh. phrase, never trust the kicker. Did you yeah. like just come up with that? Like you're like, oh man, I don't trust kickers. I mean Or no, is that a common the, thing? The I didn't come up with it, but I'm a firm believer in the concept. Because last week I mentioned Blue Mountain State, and there's a couple episodes where the phrase never trust the kicker is a kind of important <laughs> theme. Oh, well there you go. Yeah, I mean it's it's common, it's fairly common, but I would say I am a very strong proponent of the concept. Okay. Because I mean I don't know, kickers are weird, right? Kickers are often soccer players that have been drafted into the position. Okay. okay. And so they didn't actually grow up playing football. They don't have to know anything about football. They come in for like 45 seconds total of game time every game and kick some extra points and kick some field goals. And they're very superstitious as well. A lot of kickers are incredibly superstitious and very, it's a mentally challenging position too, just because if you miss a kick, it can mess you up for a long time. And so just for that reason, they're just kind of skittish and like putting them in a high pressure situation often goes poorly. And I just wish coaches would more often just go for the touchdown instead of going for the three points in certain situations. But but the kickers over the last weekend were ridiculously good. Fair enough. Yeah. Proved me wrong as that happens. Another podcast I listened to, the Bill Simmons podcast, he talks about sports and pop culture and stuff. But he does a podcast on Mondays with one of his buddies, and they have what's called the Parent Corner, where... <laughs> At the end of the pod, they share stories about their kids, which generally they're funny in a way that it's like, I don't know about your parenting here, guys. <laughs> Ryan? Right? Do you elaborate further? Well, like one of the stories was that he showed his kids the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Ah. I've heard stories like this before. Yeah. And like screwed him up. And I just, I'm like, why are you sharing this with a national audience, dude? <laughs> I, I heard a similar story on another podcast. A guy was telling a story that his parents took him to see a movie, and he was, this was after Star Wars came out. He's like, well, our kid likes this sci-fi thing. Let's take him to go see another sci-fi movie. This looks like Star Wars. We'll take him to see that. They took him to see Alien in theaters <laughs> when he was, like, 11. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. That will mess up a kid. So yeah uh, like it took the kids to see it like his 10 year old to see it i just so questionable such questionable decision making yeah but i mean like i said i've heard stories like this before and people most of the time it comes out fine the kid doesn't turn into a serial killer yeah i think it's fine you have is there anything you would like to admit to with your kids I would not. I am very stringent and strict about what I allow my kids to watch. And in fact, I have banned them from YouTube. Oh, not even like just using the, like the family mode or whatever. Uh, it only works if you're logged in. Okay. So you can hit the logout button and do whatever you want. It's stupid. Oh. YouTube has no parental controls at all. Wow. That is, <laughs> that is one hell of a loophole. <laughs> uh-huh oh good parental controls mode this sounds real nice and you can choose what to restrict but then if you try like if you're not logged in it goes this only works if you're logged in it's like wait hang on hold on a second wow that's amazing yeah if there was a way to set it up for a non-logged in youtube account i would take it but right but then they could just make a fake account yeah so pretty much had to ban it had to block it eh, that, that might be best for your kid's sanity anyway 
Yeah, it might be. There's a lot of non-friendly kid places that look like friendly kid places out there, and it's just not good. But for the most part, the reason I banned YouTube is because they find things that are scary to them. I mean, they're not watching, again, clips from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but there's a cartoon character called Bendy Mm -hmm. that is kind of a take on old school Walt Disney stuff. And it's creepy. It's not horror, I don't think. I think I know what this is. Do you know Bendy? I don't know Bendy, but I've seen some stuff pop up in the channels that I follow that mm-hmm. uh, are kind of talking about it. It's very old, like almost Steamboat Willie kind of animation. Well, that's Cuphead. Yeah. Cuphead, right? Yeah, and it looks very similar it's, to that. Except yeah, it's it does. dark. It's, yes, exactly. It is not Cuphead. It is much scarier. It is. I mean, again, like I watch it. It doesn't freak me out in any sense, but the kids makes them have nightmares and not want to sleep in their own beds. So banned. Well, anything else you want to cover today, Senior Wade? I do have kind of something. Ooh, okay. How do you feel about vexillology? Vexillology? My honest answer is what? It's the study of flags. Oh, I mean, sounds interesting. It's kind of like history. I like history. There's some very simple design rules. Like the basically rules for flags simplified is it needs to be iconic at a distance, simple enough that a child could draw it from memory, and absolutely under no circumstances, any words. Because that just always looks bad, and when flags wave, it looks terrible. While all of the flags I'm about to send you, I'm going to send you a link to the flag of Liberia, but I want you to Mm. scroll down to the county flags, because that's where the real magic happens. County flags in Liberia? Yes. Oh. There are 15 counties in Liberia. So Liberia looks like a spin-off of the United States flag. Okay. Yes. Uh, county flags. Ooh, these do get interesting. What? That was made in MS Paint. <laughs> if I had told you I had made these in Microsoft Paint, you would have believed me, right? Yes. I mean, some of them are cleaner and more professional than others, right? Some of. But some. But the majority are like, this was made in Microsoft Paint. Like... This River Gee Country? River Gee County, yeah. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. Why are there trees in the sky? <laughs> like, from a conceptual standpoint, it's bad. And from an execution standpoint, it's bad. It's bad, yes. The- <laughs> Lofa County? Lofa County, yeah. yes! What is happening? I don't even... It's a Okay, so it's a hand holding a rod. Rod, right. Like over a river of sorts, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And what would you say the biggest problem of this flag is? Uh, the phallic overtones? (laughs) It's gotta be, they they use a gradient effect. Yes. On the pole, for no reason. And it spills onto the hand. Yeah, it does cover the hand, sort of. Part of the hand has it. Part of the hand is gradiated, but the other one, what the what? How do you even do that? That takes some real skill. Nimba County, also, I don't know what's happening here. Nimba? Where is Nimba? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so you have the sun coming up behind a horizon that doesn't extend across the entire sky. <laughs> yep. You have the most messed up. <laughs> Tree has legs, I think. <laughs> yep. And, like, a cupcake thing going on up top. It's like if someone stuck legs in an inverted Christmas tree. Yeah, oh, yeah. I could see that. 
With a cupcake in the middle. Yes, with the cupcake in the middle. <laughs> and then there's Sinnoh Country, which is just... We are going old school Europe. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be Sweden, basically. Basically Sweden, yeah. Yeah. Have a look at Maryland County. Not the worst one. Uh, okay. I, I, <laughs> let me refute your point. <laughs> Ooh, okay. There is a lighthouse where the top of the lighthouse does not attach to the tower of the lighthouse. It's floating. There's not a problem with this. There is definitely a problem with this. The tree, right, the leaves of the tree have a shading effect on them, but nothing else does. Wow. I didn't even notice that. Good spot. Good spot. This flag is awful. It's real bad. I'm, I need to look something up because we talked about the River Gee County already. That's not the mm. original River Gee County. Mm. That's an improvement upon the old version? That is actually an improvement. Let me Google for you. The Wikipedia page doesn't have the old one. No, it doesn't. I found you a Google. It, I mean, the trees aren't floating in this one. It seems like an improvement. If you actually zoom in, I, I've maybe looked at these flags once or twice before. The, <laughs> the middle tree, the root of it, goes up and past the top of the hill. You can actually see a space between the hill and the tree, which is the background beneath it. Yes, I can see that. But I feel like the sin of making your trees floating in the sky above the rising sun (laughs) is worse than that. Just my opinion. You're not wrong. It's not an improvement at all. So there's an interesting mod comment here. says, this is a graphic representation of a flag on a computer screen. I guarantee you that not a single one of you has ever seen the actual physical flag on which this graphic is based. Hmm. So what? What's the point? Surely they have a design doc somewhere, though, that would have what the flag should actually look like. Okay, here we go. Somebody has somebody found a photo of it, and you got the flying trees. Like, it's the same thing. I don't know what the mod's point is. Like, what are you trying to say, dude? That a flag might look better in person? I guess, but he's wrong. So very wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Mod. Reddit mods. I just, I don't know. I don't have a high opinion of them. Yeah, they're a bit hit and miss. Like anybody who wants to be a mod, there's just something wrong with these people. The fact that the new flag is so much worse than the old flag. I mean, they're both terrible, right? There's no arguing that. But it makes me think it's Wikipedia vandalism. Yeah, like right? Some, somebody just swapped it out like, well, they're all bad flags, maybe. I can sneak in. Yeah. Yeah. I. But no, turns out. Turns out no. I think we're done. Wrap up time. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for sitting through yet another hour of the Falcon Paladin Hour with Wade. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Go ahead and subscribe to us through iTunes or whatever podcast service you happen to prefer because there are approximately 18 million of them. Also, hit us up on the Patreon if you want. There's a link in the show notes. Supporting us for even as little as a dollar a month is very possible and would be incredibly appreciated. And until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening. And you take care of yourself.
Superman asking Lois Lane to pick up kryptonite handcuffs. <laughs> That's... Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs>